episode 84, Medical Microaggressions. Hey, Magical Misfits, it's Caden Ivy, and welcome back to Atonement for Me. So, as mentioned before, I am having a baby, and I did spend a little bit uh, of time in my first trimester in the hospital. And I know, especially after COVID, everything in the medical field is so backed up and so crazy and so short-staffed. But I was surprised at how different the levels of care that you can get and how that actually affects you with your physiological healing or even your stress levels. For example, when I was in the hospital the first time and Donald was coming to visit me, the, he would be stopped by security every time and asked if he had a bracelet and he hadn't come to visit me yet. So he was like, um, no. So he had to call up to the nursing ward and well, to the ward that I was on. And the nurse said, well, that's the baby's father to send him up. And the security guard was still asking for proof. And she's going, I don't know what you want me to say. He's either coming to visit his pregnant wife or not, because that's all that's on the floor. But after having that kind of pushback every time he tried to come and see me, it was weird for nurses to mention him like the next day and off comment being like, oh, so your baby does have a father. Like, well, yeah, everybody here has a father. That's biologically the way it goes. But to kind of offhandedly point out that I'm not being a single mother in such a way is a it makes you kind of taken aback for a second. And you're trying to see how they would mean well because they're smiling when they say it to you and you're feeling like such shit you're confused anyways. They, it didn't really sink in until later of what she was kind of implying to me. And a lot of people's implications I find are projected on me a lot, especially being pregnant. Because when we were going to the first doctor's appointment, after we found out that we were pregnant, my family doctor looked at me and said, oh, so we're going to go for a termination then. It's like, okay, well, no, you didn't even ask me what I wanted to do yet. You jumped straight to, I obviously don't want this pregnancy, even though I brought my partner who seems really, really happy and we're really concerned about this pregnancy. But 
not even giving me that option. And then the entire appointment afterwards was explaining things to me and explaining appointments to me so that I can have an abortion early, so that we can catch things early on, so you can have that abortion. And it's like, okay, you're really pushing the abortion on me and you might not feel like you are, but it's coming across that way, seeing as you're offering no care for the current child, just a solution to expedite its termination. And there I am being more concerned about morning sickness, knowing that I've had a history with really bad morning sickness, kind of figuring out a plan then and being completely disregarded because somebody. Ha- already has a course of action that they had in their mind for me. So knowing that, I was really, really scared to seek medical attention for being extremely sick with morning sickness because I was scared that because it was so early on that they would just say, we'll just terminate the pregnancy. Because it's, it's the dismissive answer. It's the easy way out. It's the fix it now. This is what's causing your distress. So let's end it. Let's, let's fix that. And that's not what I wanted. But I was afraid of being coerced into that when I was in a more vulnerable state. Where I couldn't have necessarily made choices for myself. And that kind of came up when I was in the hospital and they kept saying, well, if you're low income, you should see a social worker. If you have stress about this pregnancy, if you've had multiple pregnancies, you should see the social worker. And I kept saying, no, I don't want to see the social worker. And they kept really pressing it on me. And one of the nurses asked me, why don't you want to see a social worker? Why don't you want to take advantage of the programs that we have for young mothers or any mothers? And I looked at her and said, well, because the last time I was referred to a social worker's appointment while pregnant, I ended up at an abortion appointment without my knowledge and then being in that appointment and, st- and and scared and alone, them saying, well, you might as well get it done because you have to get rid of it sooner or later. You don't feel like you have a choice. They, they're, supposed, they're supposed to be the people who are counseling you, looking out for you and trying to help you. That's their advice. And if you're alone, who are you going to consult with? That's the only person that you have. So you go along with it and then find out later that that's not the way it goes. So knowing that they can lie to me like that for my own good, I don't want to see a social worker, especially lying connected to a whole bunch of IVs, not really 
in any kind of state of mind on a lot of medications. I don't want to sign something that I don't know what it says. And that is terrifying to me. And the nurse kind of looked at me completely sh shocked and went, but, but birth reporting is illegal. And I said, since 2020, it is only a year and a half since that went out of practice legally. Does that mean that it has ended or that that kind of viewpoint, that standpoint isn't already saturated in the system? Because the care that I received in the hospital, I got better when I received attentive care and I would mysteriously worsen when I was neglected. And there was nobody there to advocate for me in those situations. And if I'm being dismissed or disregarded, who else is going to help me in that situation? It's kind of like seeing the doctor and the doctor going, yes, I know that you've been throwing up a lot, but um, you shouldn't really worry about your figure. Um, you look like the kind of girl who really watches what she eats. No, I'm here for dehydration because literally nothing is staying down. I'm not here for bulimia. And the cure for this is not just to walk it off. It makes you feel like you're not even seen as a human being to be asked questions like, or get offhanded comments rather, like, do you even work because you've been here for a while? Isn't that going to affect things? Okay, but if I'm in the hospital, clearly I can't work. So yes, that's going to affect things. But the way you're implying it is really off-putting. And it's really, really stressful to try and have your guard up and try to be hyper-vigilant in a situation where you're supposed to have your guard down and you're supposed to relax and being able to do that is essentially crucial to your overall, overall well-being. The amount of people who die from neglect or misdiagnoses, that's terrifying to me. That's not a nightmare situation. That's something that is very real and that's something that I have to be very aware of especially because I'm pregnant and that's just the tea.